Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered, Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hey guys, today is Wednesday, April the 24th, it is the last Wednesday in April, and before I get started on today's podcast, I want to tell you all about my free challenge. It's called the 5-Day Awareness Challenge. Now, some of you may have already heard of this and or taken the challenge. If that's you, yay, thank you. This challenge is for everyone and it is intended to give you some guidance and tools to bring the practice of awareness into your own life. Awareness is the foundation to change the story of your ego. It is through the practice of awareness or mindfulness that we can put some space between the thoughts in our brains and who we truly are. From this place, we can change the thought and create a new program within us. You can now take the challenge anytime you want. Just head over to alisaunfiltered.com forward slash free challenge to sign up. It's completely free. It can be taken at your own time, at your own pace. Again, that's alisaunfiltered.com forward slash free challenge. Sign up today. What is stopping you? Okay, so let's get on to the show. This week I want to talk about something that has been on my mind big time for the past few days. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen me speak about this in my stories, but I learned something about myself at a deeper level this weekend and I want to share it with you. Okay, so I I don't know about you, but for me, holidays are sort of like a freebie to eat whatever I want, overeat, overdrink, uh, and throw some of my health goals and ambitions out the window <laughs> and treat myself, you know, to seconds and thirds, <laughs> third helpings of dinner, maybe eat more junk food like chips or chocolate and dessert and just maybe have a little bit too much alcohol. In fact, there is a worldwide belief that it's okay to do this. Cultures have been celebrating holidays since, I don't know, the beginning of time. (laughs) To have a feast or to overindulge and stuff yourself full of food and wine has been going on for centuries. So weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, holidays. This is considered normal and entirely acceptable. It's also very fun. It can be so much fun to do this once in a while, or should I say it, like it, it can be fun. I, I wanna emphasize the can, it, okay? Now, many, many, many people out there call this balance or they call this their moderation. And these titles are all fine and good, but there are some of us, including myself, who have, I don't know, an overall delicate 
relationship to food in whatever way that looks like, okay? So I know that <laughs> I want to put that light, lightly, like a delicate relationship to food. Um, so that means that there, we may have, we, I, <laughs> I'll just speak for myself, I have trouble keeping indulgences in moderation. And that's exactly what I'm struggling with in this moment. And this place I am right now is what I'm going to talk about for this podcast. Now, today I'm not speaking my mind to start a debate. My goal is to share what I'm experiencing right now in hopes of helping even just one person to awaken to a deeper, I don't know, level in their lives. Or at the very least, I want to leave you with a few things to ponder about um, with what's really going on inside your belief system. Let's just say it like that. So this episode is meant for everyone, but it's specifically geared to those of us who are able to recognize that there is pain inside of us, that there is a place inside of you that holds pain from the past and recognizing that it is still there, even if you are unaware of what the pain truly stands for or, or where it comes from. It will, I'll circle back to this pain body. I'm using air quotes here as I speak. Um, and that is a, a term that one of my favorite authors on the planet, Eckhart Tolle, describes it. He describes that pain inside of us as the pain body. But first, I want to give you an idea of what happened this past weekend in the world of Elisa. So this past weekend, it was Easter. And it was one of, I was one of those people that said, fuck it. And I really let go of all of my conscious eating habits. In other words, I became 100% unconscious. I was unaware. I had no idea that I had flipped into this state of unconsciousness, okay? There was no awareness there. Um, and that I was, in other words, living in the realm of my, of my ego and therefore like my default setting, my programming, my story. My actions and reactions were all based on the programming of my life and my ego, which is the voice in my head, told me the same stories we live in the same old patterns that I always do um, as they relate to the pain that I've buried inside. Now, this is really deep. This is this. I'm saying this right now with some level of sort of normalcy that this is a normal thing. Um, but it's taken me a really long time to understand this. And I've been through the practice of awareness. It, it has taken me a long time to be able to to speak this way without emotion, okay? Because yes, I do recognize that there's pain inside of me. I will talk about that in a little in a little bit. But yeah, I, I it, this is not a light and easy subject. I recognize that as well, even though it may come across that that it is right now. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, does it, did anyone over this past weekend feel something similar to that? Like, 
Did you overindulge? Or maybe you've done this in the past on a different holiday, maybe while on vacation, or maybe you just throw your hands up in the air on a regular day. <laughs> if that's you, I hear you, I'm with you. I lived my life for years that way. Now, like I said earlier, it's perfectly acceptable and normal to have these types of celebrations. Easter is a time to celebrate and be with family and love one another. Historically, most celebrations do surround love and or are celebrating love. It's a beautiful thing to celebrate and stuff our bellies and laugh and love. This is the point of celebrating. However, the point I'm trying to make is that um, it, 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 like, it has nothing to do with the celebrating part. It has to do with my relationship to overeating or indulging while celebrating. Okay, so for many people, the overindulgence is experienced from a place of love, from a happy place, from a good place within us. They're eating to enjoy every last bite and with the purpose to celebrate, you know, once in a while and then go back to their normal way of eating. Now for other people, like myself, um, the overindulgence is experienced from a place of fear. So this produces negative self-talk and further negative emotions around eating and celebrating, such as guilt and shame, remorse, feelings of regret, uh, feelings of a diminished self-worth, and also a lower self-esteem or confidence, okay? There are two very different sides of the coin here. One way to do it is from a place of love and the other is from a place of fear. Now this goes for all experiences, but because Easter weekend just happened and I've had a huge learning here and recognized that I overindulged from a place of fear, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about this specific experience. So I ask you, if you reflect on your Easter weekend, what side of the coin do you lean towards? It doesn't necessarily mean one way is good and the other is bad. It's just, it's <clears throat> this, where you lean is, is an indication of your beliefs and conditioning, okay? So I'm not asking you this to judge you, nor am I asking you this so that you can judge yourself. I'm asking because I want to bring some awareness to your beliefs around eating. Maybe they're completely different than mine. Maybe they're very similar. Um, you know, eating and holidays, what is balance, moderation, um, and just to bring some awareness to that. And then from that place, you can ask yourself, is this working for me? Are you happy inside of your body? Um, so for me, when I ask myself, is this working for me? The answer is a massive no. No, it is not. No, it is not. <laughs> now, I'm just going to flat out tell you that I had a mental breakdown this weekend. It was not a positive place at all. Um, I honestly like surprised myself. A friend even at work uh, on Monday or Tuesday here, like yesterday, a friend at work was like asking me if I was okay and like that over the weekend I didn't seem like myself at all and to be honest I truly wasn't myself okay so where did this breakdown come from why was I so so emotional and 
I don't know, why did I have this experience? I'm, I, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, I just, I need to, I, I should tell you this. If you don't know this about me, I used to weigh over 230 pounds and I allowed myself to get to that point in my life because of a trauma I experienced along with suppressing the pain from the trauma, uh, denying myself from feeling it, um, and denying myself from accepting it and forgiving it. Uh, also, I suppressed the pain because of my belief that I'm not worthy of anything good in my life. Mainly learned, I believe, from from like my my daddy issues and my father and my relationship with him. No, no blame is being targeted towards him. I'm just saying like that's where I learned this behavior it, or learned this belief rather. This all played a massive role in the health of my body and the health of my mind. So I actually did a three-part series on this last year on Elisa Unfiltered. The episodes are about 35 minutes long or so and they break down the foundation diet and exercise, and then the maintenance program I did for weight loss. So I think it's called weight loss part one, part two, part three, or something like that if you want to go back. And in these three episodes, I speak a lot about the ego's role in losing weight. Um, and I speak about how I started to change my relationship to food and myself once and for all. So uh, I've been struggling with my weight for years and years and I finally got to a place where love and respect for myself this body my emotions and my mental health um played the ultimate role in my overall well-being and for for finding a place that weight no longer has or food weight that yo-yoing no longer has the grip that it, that it did. Um, so this has been a work in progress. I think I, be, I believe I started this whole awakening in this journey about five years ago, uh, five, six years ago. And, um, I really have lived the last specifically last year in a really good place. Um, so what the heck happened? this Easter weekend. <laughs> this weekend was shocking because it was the first time that I said, fuck it, and broke my threshold for physical, mental, and emotional abuse in probably in, in probably five years. Okay? Uh, it started on Friday night. So my brother and sister were both in town and we were all at my mom's and the kids were all there and it was a really great time. Now, I had worked all day on Friday and I arrived a little bit late to a house full of pizza. They were having a pizza party and I was like, yes, I love pizza. And I was starving. I hadn't eaten almost all day. And when I walked into the door, it smelled so good. And I immediately grabbed two giant slices and started eating. Now, typically two slices of pizza um, is 100% enough for me especially like these giant ones, but they were so good that I went for a third slice, okay? And then a fourth. And while I was eating the fourth piece, 
I think I crossed that first threshold or boundary for me. Um, in other words, I, I had, I was consuming more food, um, than I, like my body needed to, and I was doing it for, I I was unconsciously doing it to punish myself or to suppress some sort of emotion or fill a void and I wasn't sure what that void was but when I was eating that fourth slice I I like I crossed this barrier I don't know I was eating the pizza not from a place of love and enjoyment anymore okay yes I was enjoying it but I was also having this internal battle with myself over how much I had consumed so quickly. So yes, I, it tasted really good. So my, my taste buds were enjoying it, but my brain started talking. The, the negative self-talk started. So reflecting back, now that I'm sort of out of that state, reflecting back, I can remember the negative self-talk um, saying things like, you're such a pig, okay? So that's what started. And what did I do? I just, I immediately started to suppress that voice. So... This is when I believe I like completely shut off. So I became unconscious in a way. I was so full of pizza, I felt sick. And the voice in my mind, the ego, it kept telling me how disgusting I was and how I'm such a giant cow. Now, maybe those words don't seem that bad. Yes, I have said worst, worst things to myself in the past. But this, like, you're a giant cow and you're disgusting they were aggressive and said with authority and it was hurtful. I was, I was hurting myself, uh, by, you know, digging at my wounds for lack of a better word, all for what eating four slices of pizza, you know, looking back, I can see like, this is very interesting behavior. (laughs) So the next series of attacks came in the form of like disbelief. I was like flip-flopping all over the place. The judgments, the words, the the thoughts were flip-flopping everywhere. I probably said, I can't believe I just ate that much pizza about 50 times to my family, maybe even a hundred. And if I said those words out loud, you can't even like the amount of times I internalized that disbelief was, was times a thousand. I said, why did I just eat that much. I'm such an idiot. I'm disgusting. I can't believe I just did that. How could I possibly ever let myself do this? Okay. And so on and so on. That was like my internal battles outside. I was playing bananagrams. (laughs) I was having fun with my family or seemingly having fun, but inside I was having this like crazy battle. I was almost like multitasking. So my thoughts were like bouncing everywhere from like staying super logical and focused in Bananagrams, which if you've never played, it's like one of the best games ever. It's like kind of like a, like a speed scrabble. (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but internally there was this, this, this self-bullying going on. Okay. 
And this bullying, it like didn't stop me from grabbing a bowl of chips. <laughs> then it was the chips. <laughs> okay. I wasn't even hungry, but I had like literally five bowls of chips, like the equivalent to a family size bag. And so over the course of the evening, I just like kept grabbing for the chips. They just tasted so good. I had this void. I was filling this like thing where I, I, I was turning to food to give me like a little bit of pleasure in the moment. But then it was like creating and stirring up all of this like past emotion around eating and why I eat and when I was overweight and how I felt when I was overweight and unhealthy and all of these things just like just kept replaying themselves in my mind. I was in physical pain from eating, but I just kept eating. Isn't that interesting? And I, I also kept abusing myself, like I said, for this behavior and it got really, really bad. And then I recognized, um, there was a moment that I recognized that I was in a super bad place and I took pause. It was like 11 PM at night. Okay. So it was almost bedtime and I decided to like take a breath. I was like, Whoa, what just happened there? Um, and there was like a level, I brought myself back into the moment to a certain degree. And I kind of forgave myself. I was like, okay, this is like a get out of jail free card. Okay. Now in saying that, now I recognize that giving myself that get out of jail free card was not awareness. This was like a deal. Okay, this was a deal I was making. I was still living in the mind of the ego in the past. And I was, I was, I guess in some ways giving myself permission to, for this behavior to be okay, which is like fine. It's all fine and good, but it wasn't, it wasn't um, from a place of love. I was, I was just, it was a way for me to suppress that feeling a little bit deeper. I'm not sure if I'm making sense there. Um, But my deal was that I would start fresh in the morning. Okay. Well, then the next morning, Saturday, I woke up, I had breakfast, we had bacon and eggs. It was delicious. Um, And then within like an hour, I reached for two more slices of leftover pizza. Something about the pizza just had me all crazy. (laughs) And then I snacked all day long. And then I had three helpings of turkey dinner, plus two slices of the most delicious warm apple pie that I've ever had. And that was like at 9pm. I basically woke up in the morning and ate all day long. Um, And I was eating like super late at night. Again, this is something that I don't typically do. I usually like have my last meal at around 6 or 7 p.m. Because I do like I've been intermittent fasting for about 16 hours a day since November. So I like I have normally I have absolutely no problems stop like to stop eating at 6 or 7 p.m. That's kind of my go to time. But here I am. It's like nine o'clock and I'm like eating this pie and and what happens the 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 whole cycle like fires up inside of me again like for me this is an outrageous amount of food this is so much food for me i never eat this much but because i was like unconscious 
and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a bit. I just like kept eating. Uh, I, I had intense cravings, intense desires. It was like there was no control. I just, I just kept putting food in my mouth. <laughs> I felt like a bottomless pit. Okay, so I and at this point I wasn't even necessarily enjoying the food. I was just eating it. I was like filling a void that could never be filled with food. Anyone ever been there before? That is like the story of my life. I eat the food and it never fully satisfies. It never fully fills me or gives me the pleasure I'm looking for. It does on a superficial level, but not deep inside. But I didn't know this at the time because I was unaware that this was my old programming. It my my program, my story had taken over and okay, and that was just my old programming. So then, okay, moving forward, Sunday rolled around, and I probably ate more on Sunday, Sunday dinner to be exact, than I had the entire week leading in. <laughs> I'm serious. Like Sunday was the day that shame came into my thoughts, a, a, a lot of shame. I was ashamed of myself. And this emotion for me is entirely one of the most difficult for me. Um, I can't even tell you how many arguments I had with myself over food. It was intense. I was I was so ashamed of myself. I, I was making promises to work out, to never eat again, to get back on the wagon starting Monday, et cetera, et cetera, to like try to suppress that shame. Like my negotiator, who I've talked about before, that personality, the negotiator inside my mind was working overtime. I was suffering from all corners. Now, why was I suffering? I was suffering because I was consumed in the mental space of the ego. The ego likes to keep me safe and small. It is what I know, okay? It thrives on negativity. Essentially, what happened was my ego, my mind got hooked on the quote-unquote me and my story and just kept repeating itself. The ego keeps things in the mind that aren't even happening anymore, right? So it brings the past into the present, brings the past into the now. So when I wasn't eating, I was still thinking about how much I ate and punishing myself for it, <laughs> okay? This creates an enormous amount of negative energy in the body. And for me, the energy felt familiar. Yes, it was a comfort zone, interesting. Yet, instead of feeling the emotions, I immediately started to suppress them. I was pushing them down, trying to make them stop. Arguing with what is, is suffering. The content of my thinking was poisonous. And because I was unaware, I was like trapped in the space. I was identifying with the voice as if it was me, okay? But this wasn't me. <laughs> this was just my program. So one of the things that I promised myself to do um, during this negotiation was that I was going to run 20 kilometers on Monday, which is about 12.5 miles. And I told myself I would do this because I was a disgusting pig. 
and I needed to start burning off the calories I had eaten. So I picked 20 kilometers because I knew I could run this distance and I knew that it would probably burn like 2,500 calories, which is probably the equivalent of like two slices of pizza and an apple pie, but who's counting? Like me, apparently. I like, this is the way I used to sort of think the the calories in, calories out, um, which for me was a very unhealthy space. So I was like back in that space. Um, and now this, this is, now I'm going to tell you how things shifted into a more positive present life. Light. Um, I started my run and I was determined to like start over and burn off the weekend. And I started my run from this place of sort of fear of gaining weight or, or, you know, that punishment, those negative emotions. It was a beautiful day. Okay. One of the first beautiful days of spring here in Ottawa. And I started on the trails. And for the first time since Friday, I connected to my, my inner self, like the quiet space that's in me. Running is something that I love doing. And it's a time and a space for me to shut off and enjoy the blood running through my veins, like where I focus on the cadence of my breath and move in a rhythm. And this rhythm is like meditative for me. Plus, I was running along a path that traveled outside of the city. So I was with nature and I was running to the beat of my own drum, let's just say. Like my mind in this space becomes clear. So I'm in one with my cadence and my breath. And I ran like this for about 45 minutes. It's kind of like a conditioning. Like I just get into the zone, if you will. And it was just me, my own cruisy pace, running under the sun in nature. And that, it took 45 minutes in this space for me to sort of like have one second of awareness of what happened this weekend. I kind of like snapped out of it. That's like when I guess I I could say I had an awakening. I woke up. So what is an awakening? It's when you have a clear understanding that the ego and all of its personalities that come out um, doesn't stop thinking. It's when you understand that you never stop thinking. It's to understand that to be unconscious is to be lost in thought and that we are not our thinking. We are the awareness of the thinking. In other words, my thoughts and thinking is not me. This is my conditioning. So I, so when I woke up, when I became the observer of my thoughts for the first time all weekend long, like really clearly, I created some space between the thought and my true self. I could see that I am separate from the conditioning. It's, 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 it was like an insane moment. I, I was like, what the heck? Like it was a beautiful space to just see. It was a glimpse. Um, so I, in that glimpse, I felt present and in my body and connected to my breath and completely at peace. So 
This is the space I like to call my heaven on earth. Okay, it lives in the moment, in the now. So this is a space that is not projecting my thoughts into a future moment that might be better than this one, nor is it bringing the past forward again uh, to be relived and rehashed. Okay, that's the function of the ego. This awareness is, is, is in the present moment. In this space, everything's clear. And honestly, I like I said, I was in it for one second, maybe, maybe five seconds, but it only takes one second to see. And through all of my awareness practice, I open my eyes with the lens of love for myself in this moment. So like this shifted my entire energy. I being in the present moment, I wasn't identified with the victim or the judge or all the other personalities that my ego disguises itself as, okay? You see, because when you think you are the victim, you become the victim, okay? You're lost. When you think you are the judge, you become the judge. You become your conditioning of what the judge means. So you you are at the mercy of the emotion and the energy that builds in you instead of being the awareness of it. Okay, so what did I do? Well, I mentioned this earlier, but Eckhart Tolle, one of my biggest teachers, identifies the hurt and the suppressed emotion that lives inside of all of us as, quote unquote, the pain body. So he writes about this in chapter five of his New York Times bestselling book called A New Earth. In fact, the chapter begins like this. Oh, I'm going to just grab my book here. I'm going to read this to you because... This is the opening paragraph of chapter five. It's on page 129. Um, And um, I'm going to read this to you because this sort of lifted yet another veil from over my eyes on who and what the ego is and where it comes from. Okay, so here we go. Chapter five, the pain body. This is the first paragraph. The greater part of most people's thinking is involuntary, automatic, and repetitive. It is no more than a a kind of mental static and fulfills no purpose. Strictly speaking, you don't think. Thinking happens to you. The statement, I think, implies volition. It implies that you have a say in the matter, that there is a choice involved on your part. For most people, this is not yet the case. I think is just as false a statement as I I digest or I circulate my blood. Digestion happens, circulation happens, thinking happens. So isn't that just a beautiful concept? (laughs) Now, I recognize that everyone listening right now is doing so under their own veil. So the veil, meaning your own level of openness to hear Um, let alone understand what all of this even means. We are all in different places in our lives. We, but let me tell you, we are all the same. Thinking happens to everyone in the same way, whether you're consciously aware of it or not. The first time I read this book, it was like eight years ago and I thought it was good, but I was not in a place to believe in it or that it could help me. In fact, I kind of like I, I kind of thought it sounded like a load of shit. <laughs> I 
Sorry, Eckhart Tolle. I totally don't feel like that now. But, you know, I guess there were some messages that felt relatable. But, like, overall, I was like, yeah, that was a good book. I felt it mostly because I had experienced peace and happiness in the now. At the time when I read the book, I understood the joy that comes from being in the present because I had experienced presence in one way or another. But at the time, I was I was unconscious to the idea that by shifting my attention, I can bring myself into the now whenever I want. Okay? I didn't know that I could do that. <laughs> but as I evolve, as I have evolved, I'm constantly evolving. Um, I was a, I was able to move into a deeper place of awareness and I am able to take more from the practices of this book now. I understand things at a deeper level. So, okay, that was kind of a little, a little side tangent. <laughs> I want to go back to like what I did then, okay? So I'm out there running and at this point, I have this massive awakening, this aha moment, and I'm like nine kilometers away from my house. <laughs> so I decided to just take a second and I walked for a minute. I enjoyed my surroundings. I, I could feel the sun on my skin. It was so beautiful and warm. And I, I decided to continue the run, but not from a place of pain and punishment, the way I started it, but from a place of love and enjoyment for life. This is something that I enjoy. And I wanted to, to feel that pleasure that comes from running in a positive way. So this was a huge weight that I, that I lifted off of me. It felt really good to just kind of let go of that experience I had. Like, I felt inspired just by shifting my attention to the present moment inspired me. So when I got home and I was feeling less emotional about the weekend, meaning like my pain body was not in control over me in this moment, I like, I was able to reflect on the parts of me that hurt. Now I've done, I've done this in the past through meditation with acknowledging that I do carry pain, that I do have hurt inside of me, that this pain I have suppressed carries a negative energy and manifests itself in different ways in my life. I, uh, something shifts in me. Like for me, the, the way that pain manifests is weight. Okay. I is in weight in my body. So Eckhart Tolle actually talks about this in A New Earth and he speaks about how the pain we suppress manifests, you know, as many different things, as anger, as sickness, uh, reenacting drama in intimate relationships. Everyone's pain is manifested differently and so on and so on. So through my practice of awareness, I've been able to acknowledge that there is pain inside of me and that pain resurfaces and I bring that energy from my past into this moment. Okay, I recognize that. I bring the past into this moment and it causes me to get lost in thought. Um, and it causes me to do whatever I can to suppress that again. Okay, this is where the re real, 
spiritual work comes into play. It's paying attention during the normal moments in my life. Paying attention to my emotional talk and my mental thinking when I'm not in crisis. And then going back and giving love to those parts of me that are crying out in pain. So this entire episode, if you want to call it, like from this past weekend, has brought to my attention that I I need more healing at a deeper level, that I am ready to heal at a deeper level, okay? I'm ready to accept that I have pain at a deeper level and that I suffer. And that then that, that suffering comes from the past. So what I did was when I got home, I visualized myself giving my younger version of me some love. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I, I did this practice where I visualized hugging an older version of me and giving love where there wasn't love at that time. Okay, now this particular time practicing it, I couldn't identify exactly where the pain was coming from. And honestly, it doesn't even matter. All that matters is that I accept that it's there and I'm now ready to love and give love to the dark places I've buried. Okay, so now now it's Wednesday and I have to say that this entire experience has been like a roller coaster of emotion. Like I flipped back and forth from awareness to unconsciousness so many times. Like I guess it doesn't even matter why I kept holding on to the anger of overeating and the emotions I felt. I guess like I was they were gripping me. I was I I I was holding on. Um you know, it, that doesn't matter. What matters is that I was able to shift my attention back into the now. Okay? That's, that's for me, what matters. So what do I do when I feel anger? Uh, I notice the anger. Okay? This goes for all emotions. What do, you, what do you do when you feel jealousy? You notice the jealousy. Shame. You notice the shame. I was noticing my anger and my repulsiveness to myself. I So I created space between that emotion, okay, and myself. That emotion is coming from the past. I'm pulling it forward, okay? I, I accept this. I let it pass through me. It's okay to feel angry about something. That's okay. I don't need to shut it up. I don't need to push it down or ignore it. I'm allowed to feel anger. I'm allowed to express it. That is how we let it go. So my reaction, my reaction always tells me where I am in my level of consciousness. I like, I I learn that from Oprah all the time and Eckhart Tolle and all of these like master, master teachers. My reaction always tells me where I am in my level of consciousness. So to become the observer of my reaction to be it overeating or anger or jealousy or the need to be right or winning an argument and so forth, it allows me to choose, okay? It shows me, when I'm the observer, it shows me that I have a choice. You see? So there is, 
this is where choice comes into play. Everyone talks about, yeah, we get to decide the way we react or whatever, but it's impossible to to get out of our normal reaction unless there's some awareness, a level of awareness there, okay? It makes it very difficult to choose when we aren't aware of the choices or we, okay, does that make sense? When, when you can observe without judgment that your thoughts and emotions are coming from your conditioning and therefore are not you, you then have a choice to come to the present moment and let go of the past. It can be in the smallest of degrees to let go, but this this practice is is going to let that emotion and that energy leave you and make space for a, a more positive, loving vibration. So why am I telling you all of this? It's because you are worth it. I am worth it, okay? We are worth this work and we are worth this attention and this shift, okay? Today, Wednesday, you know, several days, um, like this, the weekend has is several days in the past. I am today able to appreciate this experience, okay? Even yesterday, when I was kind of like doing some notes on this podcast and what I was gonna talk about, like, I I still wasn't in a place of appreciation or gratitude or anything because I was still flipping back into the past and having those feelings of shame. Okay. But now I like, I, I, I woke up in a place to appreciate this experience because it has shown me a deeper level of healing. And I've learned a lot about myself and I have gratitude. And with this gratitude comes forgiveness and healing and, you know, inspiration. <laughs> like, like, what a weekend. <laughs> you never know when lessons are going to present themselves to you until you awaken to the deeper meaning behind the experiences. I don't know if any of that makes sense at all. Like, nothing. Okay, this is, I guess, the takeaway, the ultimate takeaway. And I'm going to leave, I'm going to end this podcast with this note. So take it or leave it. Okay. And this is how, this is uh, how it relates to me. This is my belief. Nothing in life is happening to me. Okay. It is happening for me. Oh, (laughs) can you believe that? All I can say is amen to that. Thank you, Easter weekend. This is a huge place of growing for me. Thank you so much. Okay, that's all for today. I want to say thank you to all of you who are listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also shoot me a DM on Instagram at at and tell me what you think about this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.